listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Odyssey Orbiter have revealed seven possible cave entrances on the flanks of the Arjamans Volcano. The caves, named after loved ones of the discoverers, are collectively known as the Seven Sisters. Cave entrances measure from 100 meters to 252 meters wide. They are believed to be at least 73 meters to 96 meters deep. Because light does not reach the floor of most of the caves, it is likely they extend much deeper than those lower estimates and widen below the surface. The cave named Dina is the only exception. Its floor is visible and was measured to be 130 meters deep. The interiors of these caves may be protected from micrometeoroids UV radiation, solar flares, and high-energy particles that bombard the planet's surface.
Mars, lost its magnetosphere four billion years ago. So the solar wind interacts directly with the Martian ionosphere, lowering the atmospheric density by stripping away atoms from the outer layer. Both Mars Global Surveyor and Mars Express have detected these ionized atmospheric particles trailing off into space behind Mars like the tail of a comet. Compared to Earth, the atmosphere of Mars is quite rarefied. The surface pressure of Mars is thickest is equal to the pressure found at 35 kilometers above the Earth's surface. This is less than 1% of the Earth's surface pressure. The surface gravity on Mars is only about 38% of Earth's. An effect offset by both the lower temperature and 50% higher average molecular weight of the atmosphere of Mars. The atmosphere of Mars consists of 95% carbon dioxide, 3% nitrogen, 1.6% argon, and contains traces of oxygen and water. The atmosphere is quite dusty, containing particulates about 1.5 microns in diameter, which give the Martian sky a tawny color when seen from the surface. Methane has been detected in the Martian atmosphere with a mole fraction of about 30 parts per billion. It occurs in extended plumes and the profiles imply that the methane was released from discrete regions. In northern midsummer, the principal pl plume contained 19,000 metric tons of methane, with an estimated source strength of 0.6 kilograms per second. The profile suggests that there may be two local source regions. The first, centered near 30 degrees north latitude and 260 degrees west longitude, and the second at the equator at 310 degrees west longitude. It is estimated that Mars produces 270 tons per year of methane. The implied methane destruction lifetime may be as long as about four Earth years and is about short as 0.6 Earth years. This rapid turnover would indicate an active source of the gas on the planet. Volcanic activity, cometary impacts, 
and the presence of methogenic microbiological life forms are among possible sources. Methane could also be produced by non-biological process called serpentinization involving water, carbon dioxide, and the mineral olivine, which is known to be common on Mars. Of all the planets in the solar system, the seasons of Mars are the most Earth-like due to the similar tilts of the two planets' rotational axes. The lengths of the Martian seasons are about twice those of Earth, as Mars' greater distance from the Sun leads to the Martian year being about two Earth years long. Martian surface temperatures vary from lows of about minus 87 degrees Celsius or minus 125 degrees Fahrenheit during the polar winters to highs of up to minus 5 degrees Celsius or 23 degrees Fahrenheit in summers. The wide range in temperatures is due to thin atmosphere, which cannot store much solar heat. Also, the low atmospheric pressure and the low thermal inertia of the Martian soil. The planet Mars is also 1.5 times as far from the Sun as the Earth resulting in just 43% of the amount of sunlight. If Mars had an Earth-like orbit, its seasons would be similar to Earth's because its axial tilt is similar to the planet Earth. The comparatively large eccentricity of the Martian orbit has a significant effect. Mars is near perihelion when its summer is in the southern hemisphere and winter in the north. And near aphelion when it is winter in the southern hemisphere and summer in the north. As a result, the seasons in the Southern Hemisphere are more extreme and the seasons in the Northern are milder than would otherwise be the case. The summer temperatures in the South can reach up to 30 degrees Celsius or 86 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than the equivalent summer temperature in the north. Mars also has the largest dust storm in our solar system. 
these dust storms can vary from a storm over a small area to gigantic storms that cover the entire planet. They tend to occur when Mars is closest to the Sun and have been shown to increase the global temperature. Mars's average distance from the Sun is roughly 230 million kilometers or 1.5 astronomical units and its orbital period is 687 Earth days. The solar day or Sol on Mars is only slightly longer than an Earth day at 24 hours, 39 minutes, and 35.244 seconds. A Martian year is equal to 1.88 Earth years, or one year, 320 days, and 18.2 hours. The axial tilt of Mars is 25.19 degrees, which is similar to the axial tilt of the planet Earth. As a result, Mars has seasons like the Earth, though on Mars they are nearly twice as long given the longer Mars year. Currently, the orientation of the North Pole of Mars is close to the star Deneb. Mars passed its perihelion in March 2010 and its aphelion on March 2010. The next perihelion comes January 2013 and the next aphelion comes February 2012. Mars has a relatively pronounced orbital eccentricity of about 0.09. Of the seven other planets in the solar system, only Mercury shows greater eccentricity. It is known that in the past, Mars has had a much more circular orbit than it does currently. At one point, 
1.35 million Earth years ago, Mars had an eccentricity of roughly 0.002, much less than that of the Earth today. The Mars cycle of eccentricity is 96,000 Earth years, compared to the Earth cycle of 100,000 years. For the last 35,000 years, the orbit of Mars has been getting slightly more eccentric because of the gravitational effects of the other planets. The closest distance between the Earth and Mars will continue to mildly decrease for the next 25,000 years. Mars has two relatively small moons. Phobos and Deimos, which orbit close to the planet. Asteroid capture, a long-favored theory, but their origins remain uncertain. Both satellites were discovered in the year 1877 by Asaf Hall and are named after the characters Phobos, which means panic or fear, and Deimos, which means terror or dread, who, in Greek mythology, accompanied their father Ares, god of war, into battle. Ares was known as Mars to the Romans. From the surface of Mars, the motions of Phoebos and Deimos appear very different from that of our own moon. Phoebos rises in the west and sets in the east and then rises again in just 11 hours. Deimos being only just outside synchronous orbit, where the orbital period would match the planet's period of rotation, rises as expected in the east, but very, very slowly. Despite the 30-hour orbit of Deimos, it takes 2.7 days to set in the west and it slowly falls behind the rotation of Mars, then just as long again to rise. Because the orbit of Phoebos is below synchronous altitude, the tidal forces from the planet Mars are gradually lowering its orbit. In about 50 million years from now, it will either crash into Mars' surface or break up 
into a ring structure around the planet. The origin of the two moons is not well understood. Their low albedo and carbonaceous clondite composition have been regarded as similar to asteroids, supporting the capture theory. The unstable orbit of Phoebos would seem to port, point towards a relatively recent capture. Both have circular orbits very near the equator, which is very unusual for captured objects, and the required captured dynamics are complex. Accretion early in the history of Mars is also plausible, but would not account for a composition resembling asteroids rather than Mars itself, if that is confirmed. A third possibility is the involvement of a third body or some kind of impact destruct disruption. More recent lines of evidence for Phobos having a highly porous interior and suggesting a competition composition containing mainly filiosilicates and other minerals known from Mars point towards an origin of Phoebos from material ejected by its impact on Mars that reaccreted in the Martian orbit similar to the prevailing theory for the origin of the Earth's moon. The current understanding of planetary habitability, the ability of a world to develop and sustain life, favors planets that have liquid water on their surface. This most often requires that the orbit of a planet lie within the habitable zone, which for the Sun currently extends from just beyond Venus to about the semi-major axis of Mars. During perihelion, Mars dips inside this region, the habitable zone, but the planet's thin, low-pressure atmosphere prevents liquid water from existing over large regions for extended periods. The past flow of liquid water demonstrates the planet's potential for habitability. Some recent evidence has suggested 
that any water on the Martian surface may have been too salty and acidic to support regular terrestrial life. The lack of a magnetosphere, an extremely thin atmosphere of Mars, are a challenge. The planet has little heat transfer across its surface. Poor insulation against bombardment of the solar wind and insufficient atmospheric pressure to retain water in a liquid form. Water on Mars sublimates to a gaseous state almost instantaneously. Mars is also nearly or perhaps totally geologically dead. The end of volcanic activity has apparently stopped the recycling of chemicals and minerals between the surface and the interior of the planet. Evidence suggests that Mars was once significantly more habitable than it is today. But whether living organisms ever existed, there remains unknown. The Viking probes of the mid-1970s carried experiments designed to detect microorganisms in Martian soil at all their representative landing sites and had positive results including a temporary increase of CO2 production on exposure to water and nutrients. This sign of life was later disputed by some scientists, resulting in a continuing debate, with some NASA scientists asserting that Viking may have found life. A reanalysis of the Viking data in light of modern knowledge of extremophile forms of life have suggested that the Viking tests were not sophisticated enough to detect these forms of life. These tests could have even killed a hypothetical life form. Tests conducted by another NASA lander, the Phoenix Mars lander, have shown that the soil has a very alkaline pH and it contains magnesium, sodium, potassium, and chloride. The soil nutrients may be able to support life, but life would still have to be shielded from the intense ultraviolet light. At the Johnson Space Center lab, some fascinating shapes have been found in the meteorite 
ALH 84001, which is thought to have originated from Mars. Some scientists propose that these geometric shapes could be fossilized microbes extant on Mars before the meteorite was blasted into space by a meteor strike and sent on a 15 million year voyage to Earth. An exclusively inorganic origin for the shape has also been proposed. Small quantities of methane and formaldehyde recently detected by Mars orbiters are both claimed to be hints for life as these chemical compounds would quickly break down in the Martian atmosphere it is remotely possible that these compounds may instead be replenished by volcanic or geologic means such as serpentination dozens of spacecraft including orbiters, landers, and rovers have been sent to Mars by the Soviet Union, the United States, Europe, and Japan to study the planet's surface, climate, and geology. As of the year 2008, the price of transporting material from the surface of the Earth to the surface of Mars is approximately $309,000 US per kilogram. Roughly two-thirds of all spacecraft destined for Mars have failed in one manner or another before completing or even beginning their missions including the difficult late 20th century period of early pioneers and first-timers. Mission failures are typically ascribed to technical problems and mission planners have to balance technology and mission goals. Failures since 1995 include Mars 96 in 1996 Mars Climate Orbiter in 1999, Mars Polar Lander in 1999, Deep Space 2 in 1999, Noxiema in 2003, Beagle 2 in 2003, and Phobos Grunt in the year 2011. The first successful flyby of Mars was on July 14th through 15th, 1965, by NASA's Mariner 4. On November 14th, 1971, Mariner 9 became the first space probe to orbit another planet 
when it entered into orbit around Mars. The first objects to successfully land on the surface were two Soviet probes, Mars 2 on November 27th and Mars 3 on December 2nd in the year 1971. But both cease communicating within seconds of landing. The 1975 NASA launches of the Viking program consisted of two orbiters, each having a lander. Both landers successfully touched down in 1976. Viking 1 remained operational for six years. Viking 2 remained operational for three years. The Viking landers relayed color panoramas of Mars and the orbiters mapped the surface so well that the images remain in use today. The Soviet probes Phoebos 1 and Phoebos 2 were sent to Mars in 1988 to study Mars and its two moons Phoebos 1 lost contact on the way to Mars. Phoebo 2, while successfully photographing Mars and Phoebos, failed just before it was set to release two landers to the surface of Phoebos. Following the 1992 failure of the Mars Observer Orbiter, the NASA Mars Global Surveyor achieved Mars orbit in 1997. This mission was a complete success. Having finished its primary mapping mission early in 2001, contact was lost with the probe in November 2006 during its third extended program spending exactly 10 operational years in space. The NASA Mars Pathfinder, carrying a robotic exploration vehicle, Sojourner, landed in the Arius Vallis on Mars in the summer of 1997, returning many images. The NASA Phoenix Mars lander arrived on the North Polar region of Mars on May 25, 2008. Its robotic arm was used to dig into the Martian soil and the presence of water ice was confirmed on June 20, 2008. The mission con concluded on November 10, 2008, after contact was lost. The Dawn spacecraft flew by Mars in February 2009 for a gravity assist on its way to investigate the comets Vesta and then Ceres.
the NASA Mars Odyssey orbiter entered Mars orbit in 2001. Odyssey's gamma-ray spectrometer detected significant amounts of hydrogen in the upper meter or so of regolith on Mars. This hydrogen is thought to be contained in large deposits of water ice. The Mars Express mission of the European Space Agency reached Mars in 2003. It carried the Beagle 2 lander, which failed during descent and was declared lost in February 2004. In early 2004, the Planetary Fourier Spectrometer Team announced that the orbiter had detected methane in the Martian atmosphere. The European Space Agency announced in June 2006 the discovery of an aurora on Mars. In January 2004, the NASA Twin Mars Exploration Rovers, named Spirit and Opportunity, landed on the surface of Mars. Both rovers have met or exceeded all of their targets. Among the most significant scientific returns has been conclusive evidence that liquid water existed at some time in the past at both landing sites. Martian dust devils and windstorms have occasionally cleaned both rovers' solar panels and thus increased their lifespan. Spirit rover was active until the year 2010 when it stopped sending data. Both rovers were only designed for a 90-day mission. On March 10, 2006, the NASA Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter arrived in orbit to conduct a two-year science survey. The orbiter began mapping the Martian terrain and weather to find suitable landing sites for upcoming lander missions. The Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter snapped the first image of a series of active avalanches near the planet's North Pole, March 3, 2008. The Mars Science Laboratory, named Curiosity, launched on November 26, 2011, and is expected to reach Mars in August 2012. It is larger and more advanced than the Mars exploration rovers 
with a movement rate of 90 meters per hour. Experiments include a laser chemical sampler that can deduce the makeup of rocks at a distance of 13 meters. In 2008, a NASA announced MAVEN, a robotic mission in 2013, to provide information about the atmosphere of Mars. In 2018, the European Space Agency plans to launch its first rover to Mars. The ExoMars rover will be capable of drilling two meters into the soil in search of organic molecules. The Finnish-Russian MetNet is mission concept where multiple small vehicles on Mars to establish a widespread observation network to investigate the planet's atmospheric structure, physics, and meteorology. MetNet was considered for a piggyback launch on the Russian Phobos Grunt mission, but was not selected. It may be included on a future MarsNet mission. Another Russian mission concept is Mars Grunt, a Mars sample return mission. InSight is a Mars lander mission proposed under NASA's Discovery Program to place a geophysical lander on Mars to study its deep interior and understand the processes that shaped the rocky planets of the inner solar system. The European Space Agency hopes to land humans on Mars between the year 2030 and 2035. This will be preceded by successively larger probes starting with the launch of the ExoMars probe and a joint NASA-European Space Agency Mars sample return mission. Manned exploration by the United States was identified as a long-term goal in the Vision for Space Exploration announced in 2004 by then-President George W. Bush. The planned Orion spacecraft would be used to send a human expedition to the Earth's moon by 2020 as a stepping stone to a Mars expedition. On September 28, 2007, NASA Administrator Michael D. Griffin stated that NASA aims to put a man on Mars by the year 2037. Mars Direct, a low-cost human mission proposed by Robert Zubrin, founder of the Mars Society, would use heavy-lift Saturn V rockets such as the SpaceX, Falcon X, or the Ares V 
to skip orbital construction, rendezvous, and lunar fuel depots. With the existence of various orbiters, landers, and rovers, it is now possible to study astronomy from the Martian skies. While Mars' moon Phobos appears about one-third the angular diameter of the full moon as it appears from Earth, Deimos appears more or less star-like and appears only slightly brighter than Venus does from Earth. There are various phenomena well known on Earth that have been observed on Mars such as meteors and auroras. A transit of the Earth as seen from Mars will occur on November 10th in the year 2084. Because of the orbit of Mars is eccentric, it, its apparent magnitude as at opposition from the Sun can range from minus 3 degrees to minus 1.4. The minimum brightness is a magnitude plus 1.6 when the planet is in conjunction with the Sun. Mars usually appears as a distinct yellow, orange, or reddish color. The actual color of Mars is closer to butterscotch, and the redness seen is just dust in the planet's atmosphere. Considering this information, NASA's Spirit rover has taken pictures of a greenish-brown, mud-colored landscape with blue-gray rocks and patches of light red colored sand. When furthest away from the Earth, it is more than seven times as far from the latter as when it was at its closest. When least favorable positioned, it can be lost in the sun's glare for months at a time. At its most favorable times, at 15 to 17 year intervals, and always between late July and late September, Mars shows a wealth of surface detail to a telescope. Especially notable, even at low magnification, are the polar ice caps. As Mars approaches opposition, it begins a period of retrograde motion, which means it will appear to move backwards in a looping motion with respect to the background stars. The duration of this retrograde motion lasts for about 72 days, and Mars reaches its peak luminosity in the middle of this motion.
The point Mars geocentric longitude is 180 degrees different from the Sun's is known as opposition, which is near the time of closest approach to the Earth. The time of opposition can occur as much as eight and a half days away from the closest approach. The distance at close approach varies between about 54 and 103 million kilometers due to the planet's elliptical orbits, which causes comparable variation in angular size. The last Mars opposition occurred on January 29, 2010, and the next one will occur on March 3rd, 2012, at a distance of about 100 million kilometers. As Mars approaches opposition, it begins a period of retrograde motion, which makes it appear to move backwards in a long, looping motion relative to the background stars. The duration of this retrograde motion is about 72 days. Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.